Good morning, Orlando. Good Friday morning at 6 o'clock. We are glad you're with us for our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And in for Deborah Roberts, I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning from a counterintelligence investigation to a criminal investigation. Details coming up in one minute. And the president takes on the ATM machine. But I fear he's about to make a horrible call on the FBI director to succeed Comey. We'll talk about it next on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio 1025. U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham says the Russia investigation seems to be transitioning from a counterintelligence probe to a criminal investigation. The South Carolina Republican made the statement after senators got a closed door briefing from Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. Among those at the briefing was Florida Republican Marco Rubio. We're a nation of laws, and uh, we're going to follow those laws. There is now a special counsel, as the law allows, and everyone should fully cooperate with the special counsel so that they can conduct their work and, uh, and, and put forth an investigation that is thorough and fair and arrives at the truth wherever the truth might lead. President Trump is calling the Russia probe a witch hunt. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. And we're going to hear from the president in just a moment from a news conference he held yesterday afternoon, Alan. Yeah, more than a week since the job was vacated, President Trump says he's closer to naming a new FBI director. At this news conference with the Colombian president, the president said he's taking the task of picking the new head of the bureau very seriously. We need a great director of the FBI. I cherish the FBI. It's special. All over the world, no matter where you go, the FBI is special. And the president confirmed reports that his top pick is currently former Connecticut Senator Joe Lieberman. I'll tell you what the big problem is with that pick also. Stay with me, gang. This is a busy time of year for Florida Bears. It's the start of mating season, so they're looking for love. And David Telesco at the Wildlife Conservation Commission says mama bears with new cubs are also on the move looking for food. When they're looking for food, they're looking for plants, so nuts and berries and things like that. But they will not turn down easily accessible food that has a lot of calories, and that's where our garbage comes in. We want to make sure that we don't have food available in the neighborhood that would encourage them to come and visit us. If bears are a problem in your neck of the woods, you might want to invest in a bear-proof garbage can. They cost more, but Telesco says it's the best way to prevent an unexpected encounter with a hungry bear. The Pulse nightclub massacre lent special meaning to the Orlando Fire Department's annual Medal Day. Firefighters were recognized during last night's annual awards for what Deputy Chief Ian Davis called their unwavering strength. It's been a special week to honor those age 55 and up here in Florida and elsewhere who volunteer through an organization called the Senior Corps. Senior Corps is a program that that lets Americans age 55 and older take their volunteering to the next level. And they tend to serve at the same location more regularly through one of our three programs that do everything from being a foster grandparent to provide support to kids dealing with difficult home lives to providing companionship to seniors who need extra assistance to live independently. Senior Corps' Samantha Joe Warfield says Floridians are engaged heavily. More than 10,000 Sunshine State seniors are involved in volunteering in one way or another. The death of rocker Chris Cornell is being ruled a suicide. Officials in Michigan say the 52-year-old singer apparently died of a suicide by hanging, although a full autopsy has not been completed. Police tell the Detroit Free Press that Cornell was found unresponsive in his hotel room late Wednesday night. Just hours earlier, he and his band Soundgarden had played the Fox Theater to a sold-out crowd. And it seemed like he was upbeat. Things were going well in his life. He was at the top of his game. This took everybody by surprise. Alan, uh, you're closer to this than I am. 
But I've yet to read anything that explains this uh, suicide. No, but it's interesting. We reported yesterday that uh, his wife had apparently called a friend to check on him, and the friend was the one who found him unresponsive on the bathroom floor of the hotel room. Apparently the wife had some indication Mm -hmm. something may not have been right. Oh, boy. So... Mm. Yeah, you know, suicide, they say, permanent solution to a temporary problem. What a tragedy. Yep. WFLA News Time is 6.05. A swarm of bees stops traffic in London. That video is online now at 1025wfla.com. It's all the buzz over here. I'm telling you, Alan, it's a big buzz on this side of the pond, the bees, you know. Bud Hedinger, everyone. No, 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 no. That wasn't me. Nailed it. Why would I do that? The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 1025, this is Good Morning Orlando. Alan Spector in for the Deb Meisters, grabbing herself a long, well-deserved weekend. Uh, She'll be back with us Monday. Yeah, and if you've ever grabbed yourself, you know what we're talking about. Stop that. (laughs) Yaffe! In the control room, and I have no idea how this guy has both eyes open. He's been doing his primetime show in the evening, beyond reason, turning it around and coming in here early to be executive producer and keep the Bud Man in line on the 50,000-watt front porch And Good Morning seems, Orlando. It seems like it's going to be a tougher job today between the both of you. I'm keeping fired you up. in line. I like the <laughs> topics. I got a handle on this. I know what I want to say. And I'm staring a beautiful weekend right in the face. That's That explains it all. Yaffe, last night you were on with Beyond Reason from what? 8 until 10, right? Uh, actually, seven until nine well, last night. Well, what do I know? <laughs> it was good. And, of course, there was more breaking news to talk about because Trump held a press conference. Yeah. So I was able to update the latest on that and a lot more stuff. You can check the podcast of it, by the way, on iHeartRadio. Just search Beyond Reason Radio. There we go. Shameless promotion or him, you know, Alan. But it's a great show. It's amazing. you got to mm-hmm. love enterprising young broadcasters who will do what it takes, work all day, all night to be in this business and to make it. Yeah, but, you know, Bud Hedinger, Alan Spector, and all of a sudden it's all about Yaffe. I know. <laughs> I, know I noticed that. Who's I know, running things and around here? another thing about me, no, I'm just <laughs> Who's running things? I think so we have our answer. <laughs> it's Yaffe. But at any rate, we're ready to go from the Front Gate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We're delighted you're with us on a Friday morning. Yeah, we're going to get into that Trump uh, news conference and a lot of other Trump-related news. He's headed for his big foreign trip today. I'm sure we'll be talking about that as well. And this Lieberman pick for the FBI, that's a disaster. That needs to be headed off at the pass, and I'll explain why. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Yaffe, just before that headline, we were watching the, the monitor on Fox, and uh, the, until now I'd only seen still shots of what happened in Times Square. They had somebody's smartphone video in slow-mo, and it is absolutely chilling to watch what happened in Times Square, isn't it? Yeah, devastating. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. It's amazing to me that there were not many, many more killed as congested as that area is, particularly in the middle of the day. But back on all things related to the Trump train, um, the president leaves for a five-stop foreign trip, his first trip overseas He's leaving for Saudi Arabia at 2 o'clock this afternoon. And um, this is an opportunity for the president to reset his administration because presidents, by and large, never seem to be more presidential than when they are on foreign turf on the world stage. And he will have multiple opportunities for that in Saudi Arabia, in Israel, 
in Brussels at the NATO summit, in the Vatican with the Pope, and also on Sicily at the G7 summit. And when I've seen President Trump with world leaders, I find him to be very presidential, very impressive. And I found it to be true yesterday during the news conference he held at the White House after he had been in talks with visiting Colombian, with a visiting president of Colombia. We have some sound from that. Yaffe played it last night and said he thought the president was impressive as well. Am I, am I as advertised on that? Oh, yeah, he definitely he held his tongue a little bit in some instances, but he talked about how we need to move on and do the work for the American people, which was good. Yeah, he's very good in that setting, and he'll have many, many opportunities here. This could be a reset, best-case scenario, for the Trump presidency overseas. I hope and pray it will be. On the naming of the special counsel, Robert Mueller, the former FBI director to investigate connections uh, between Trump, the Trump team, and the Russians, uh, the president was asked, is this legitimate or is this a witch hunt? Well, I respect the move, but the entire thing has been a witch hunt, and uh, there is no collusion between certainly myself and my campaign, but I can always speak for myself and the Russians, zero. Uh, I think it divides the country. I think we have uh, a very divided country because of that and many other things. You know, the president seems not intimidated one bit in a room full of the ATM machine, the anti-Trump media machine. Here he is. Listen to the president now fielding this two-part question from a reporter. Did you at any time urge former FBI Director James Comey in any way, shape, or form to close or to back down the investigation into Michael Flynn? And also, as you look back... No. Next question. Next question. As you look back over the past six months or year, um, have you had any recollection where you've wondered if anything you have done has been something that might be worthy of criminal charges in these investigations or impeachment, as some on the left are implying. I think it's totally ridiculous. Everybody thinks so. And again, we have to get back to uh, working our country properly so that we can take care of the problems that we have. We have plenty of problems. Uh, We've done a fantastic job. We have a tremendous group of people, millions and millions of people out there that are looking at what you had just said and said, what are they doing? And the president also says, yeah, Joe Lieberman, the old Democrat turned independent, failed vice presidential candidate back in 2000 running on the Al Gore ticket, and he's touting him as FBI director. And I've been trying to figure out why he would do that. I now believe I have the clear answer, but... Joe Lieberman is not the answer to be the next FBI director. This man has no federal law enforcement experience whatsoever. He was a senator forever for six years in the 80s, 30 years ago. He was the attorney general of his home state of Connecticut. He has no connection with the FBI, and he has never run a massive bureaucracy. Why would Joe Lieberman be at the top of the Trump list? Because Joe Lieberman now works for a law firm that represents, wait for it, President Donald Trump. That's not a reason to make him FBI director, is it? Everybody's saying, oh, everyone loves Joe Lieberman. He'll sail through the Senate. 
We need somebody who knows what the hell they're doing in that critically important job. Joe Lieberman is not the guy. And the fact that he works for a law firm representing the president is not a reason, Mr. President, to make him the next FBI director. How do you see it? All things Trump. You're next on the 50,000-watt front porch. Join me here on the Friday edition of the show from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. My number, if you'd like to talk, is 407-916-5400. My text line, if you don't want to talk but you want to weigh in, is 23680. We'll have that in Orlando's News, Weather, and Traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Joe Lieberman the former senator from Connecticut, is universally admired as a man of integrity. He really loves America. He is a truly great patriot. But those are not qualifications to run the most important counterterrorism and law enforcement organization in this country and around the world, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. He is not qualified for that job. It's a massive bureaucracy, and he's never had any experience with the FBI or federal law enforcement whatsoever. This would be a bad call. I understand the president is looking around for somebody he can rely on who won't sell him out or try to destroy him. And he's comfortable with Lieberman because Lieberman works for a law firm now at age 75 that represents Trump. (laughs) That's not a good enough reason, Mr. President, with all due respect. And they're all ginned up on Congress about this, although some Democrats don't like him because he, you know, he went against Obama on some stuff. And he also, you know, uh, when he lost a primary along the way, he wound up being an independent. He voted with the Democrats, caucused with them. But, uh, you know, not what you'd call a rock-solid Democrat. Wishy-washy is what most Democrats would call him in terms of being a rock-solid guy from the liberal side of the ledger. Do you understand where I am on this uh, Lieberman thing? He needs to get off that. It's interesting. It threw me off when I first heard about it because I could not understand, like you, I couldn't understand why Lieberman, where did that come from? And then you said he works for a law firm that represents Trump. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that doesn't look good. No. Well, that's why you have me, yeah, for you to explain these things. Exactly right. (laughs) Yes. Let's go to the phones on this, 407-916-5400. We're on the Trump train with Matt out of Claremont. Good morning to you, Matt. Good morning, bud. I think he ought to pick Rudy Giuliani as interim director to clean house and then put someone in like Bill Schuette, the attorney general of Michigan, or some other uh, up-and-coming uh, uh, Attorney General. Law now, what? Now, hang, hang on. When you mentioned Michigan, like I, I think David of Clark, the hang, sheriff of Milwaukee. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know about that. He's supposedly taking a number two slot at Homeland Security, right? Well, they need to put, start putting their own people in these jobs, and Rudy would be perfect to yeah. calm things down. He, he's great at law enforcement and yeah. counterterrorism. Clark's a Democrat, but Clark's the Milwaukee sheriff is is also a, a real rock solid. Yeah, I like kick, kick I like butt conservative. Clark. I, I like, like him Bill as well. Shady. Yeah, I, I also like Mike Rogers, the old Michigan congressman. Although some say we don't need anybody who's ever had partisan experience. Listen to this guy. I mean, they love him in the FBI. He love him. He worked for the FBI. They love him in the FBI. And he was the House Intel Committee chairman. He's all over these issues. He knows this stuff in a way Lieberman does not. I still like Mike Rogers. Lieberman, he's just trying to get bipartisanship. But we don't need Lieberman. Not at all. No way. Thank you very much. I'm glad you picked that up. 
Bertha. Bertha from Deland. You love everybody. The Bud Man no, at the I top don't. of the list, but <laughs> but it says on the screen you can't stand Lieberman. I can't stand Lieberman, but he got more experience than Trump running this country, okay? What's if wrong we can with put Lieberman? A president, we can certainly put Lieberman on the head of the FBI. Oh, come on now, Bertha. He's not qualified. Trump ain't qualified. That's why oh. we're in the trouble we're in today. <laughs> oh, well, you are brutal. That's enough of that, Bertha. All right, thank you very much. Yaffe on the text line, what do you see? Uh, yeah, so one person says, Lieberman, no way. Another person uh, echoing what Matt from Claremont said, saying Rudy Giuliani for interim FBI director. And one person said, Lieberman is attractive because he is trusted by the left, right, and center. Mm. Trust is going to be needed to put the Russia issue to bed. He's trusted, I think, because people do feel, and I do too, I think he's a man of great integrity, and he's a great patriot. There is no question about that. He would definitely be a put-America-first guy. But a lot of the Democrats I'm reading are not really enamored of him because he went against Obama on some key stuff, and he went the independent route, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think I think the texter makes a good point, but I the whole idea of him working for Trump, a law firm that represents Trump, really doesn't look good. That That's going to be a big issue, I, I think. I kept nosing around looking for the reason Trump would put him at the top of the list, and then all of a sudden I found that, and I said, okay, now I get it. And the Democrats are going to find that, and they're going to use that, I think. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and we're glad you're with us here at the bottom of the 6 o'clock hour. A news update right now. And for Deborah Roberts, we've got Alan Spector again this morning. Always a pleasure. And our Florida Republican senator making a little news. That's right. Up in Washington, Senator Marco Rubio was asked if the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election had crossed a threshold. That is, going from a counterintelligence investigation in which charges were unlikely to a criminal matter. I can't comment on the Justice Department's efforts. It's now in the hands of a special counsel who I have full faith and confidence in. The counterintelligence matter moves forward, and it is my hope that they will not be in conflict with one another, and I do not believe that they need to be. Rubio had just emerged from an intelligence briefing behind closed doors by Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, who appointed former FBI Director Robert Mueller as special counsel. The probe includes allegations of collusion between Russia and members of the Trump presidential campaign. At a news conference with the president of Colombia, President Trump said the Russia probe is taking the focus away from what's important. I hate to see anything that divides. Uh, I'm fine with whatever people want to do, but we have to get back to running this country really, really well. Trump calls the investigation a witch hunt. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The aforementioned Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein says he knew President Trump would fire FBI Director James Comey before Rosenstein issued a memo recommending it. The White House had said it was Rosenstein's memo on May 9th that led to Trump's decision to fire Comey. Orange County Sheriff Jerry Demings is considering a run for Orange County Mayor. Demings made the announcement Thursday that he's interested in succeeding incumbent Mayor Teresa Jacobs, who is term-limited in 2018, Demings has led the Orange County Sheriff's Office since 2008. He's married to Orlando-area Democratic Congresswoman and former cop Val Demings. Florida bears are on the move, and that means there's more chance of an unexpected encounter with humans. Mike Jones at the Tallahassee Museum says some of them are looking for mates, and all of them are looking for food. Lots of it.
Bears are eating machines, so um, they're going to go for calories anywhere they can find them. So the more our public is aware of the bears and, and what it takes to get along with them, I think we can all learn to live together peacefully. Well, it doesn't always end peacefully. The Wildlife Commission kills an average of 36 bears every year because they've gotten too comfortable around humans and are considered a threat. That number spiked in 2015 when the state killed 112 nuisance bears. Yeah, we need a bear hunt. Uh, We've got to manage the population like we do with other wild critters, but don't get me going on that. Too late. You're already going, I can you're tell. You're right. You're right. In sports, Florida Gators wide receiver Antonio Callaway has been cited for misdemeanor marijuana possession. Court records show Callaway was the passenger in a vehicle that was stopped by Gainesville police on Saturday. Officers smelled marijuana in the car and found seven grams on Callaway, who was scheduled to appear in court June 6th. WFLA News Time is 6.35. I'm Alan Spector, News Radio 1025 WFLA. Get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now. Thanks, Alan, and joining us now, as always, at this time on the 50,000-watt front porch, live from New York City in the Bloomberg Newsroom there, Gina Cervetti. Gina, good morning to you. Good morning. Let me ask you, how close are you in the Bloomberg Newsroom to that nightmarish scene Mm. with the driver in Times Square yesterday? Well, uh, it's really, Times Square really isn't that far away from here, bud. We're on 59th Street. And uh, that uh, happened in the 40s. Um, So uh, as you can imagine, it's uh, I think it it, it must have been going on here as I was pulling out of town yesterday. And like everybody else, I was just stunned and uh, saddened to hear of that news when I saw it later on in the day. Yeah, I I just saw some slow-mo video of that off someone's smartphone. And it it is even more chilling. Um, Thank the good Lord that we didn't have more um, more death and uh, destruction than we in fact did. You've been in New York City, so you know just the throngs and throngs of people in this city every single day of the week, and especially when we're talking about Times Square. Oh, yeah, absolutely, at that time of day as well. But let's get back to matters at hand right now. You're checking out the stock futures early on a Friday morning and looking back on the Thursday trading session. Well, we have the stock futures looking up this morning, bud, so maybe we'll end the week, which was a volatile one, on a happy note. We might be headed for a higher open. At least that's the way it looks now. Yesterday, we had a rally as well. The Dow was up 56 points, closing at 20,663. The S&P 500 rose almost nine points, or four-tenths percent, to 2366. The Nasdaq was up 44 to 6,055. Telecoms led the gains yesterday, which, of course, followed that decline the day before, which was the worst day that we've had in eight months. Yeah, the stock price is really tanked, but they have come back. You know, you don't normally provide stock tips here on the Bloomberg Business Report, but you're telling me that Gap is a stock to watch? What's the deal there? Watch it today because it's probably going to get a lift. Gap's turnaround plan appears to be getting some boosts from Old Navy. That's the discount chain that it owns. Gap posted first quarter earnings that topped analyst estimates as sales at the off-price chain grew. That helped offset slower-than-expected sales at the namesake brand. But the results are boosting confidence in the comeback plan of Gap CEO Art Peck. As mall traffic declines and competitors cut their prices, he's tightened inventory to cut down on the need to discount goods. He's also been working to improve styles and shorten the time that it takes to get on-trend clothing into the stores. 
Interesting. We talk a lot on this show about domestic drones. I really worry about um, the need for regulations that we really don't seem to have rock solid right now from the FAA. And you've got a drone-related story for us this morning from Bloomberg. This coming Monday, the FAA will host a meeting of law enforcement officials, drone makers, and others as it moves to address public safety concerns around commercial drone flights over people. Sources familiar with the matter say that one of the most pressing topics at the meeting will be recommendations for how the drone industry can work with law enforcement to develop systems to remotely identify a drone in mid-flight. Of course, companies like Amazon and Walmart are eager to begin using the unmanned craft to make aerial deliveries. And finally, in the Bloomberg Business Report, we go across the pond to jolly old England, and you've got a story there from the great game of golf. Mm -hmm. KSL Capital Partners, a private equity manager, is considering selling the four-time Ryder Cup golf venue, The Belfry. According to people with knowledge of the plan, the landlord is seeking offers of about $234 million for the 500-acre English resort. The plunge in the pound following the U.K.'s Brexit vote has spurred demand from overseas hotel investors seeking to benefit from lower prices and an anticipated tourism boom. The Belfry is the only venue to host the Europe versus U.S. Ryder Cup golf tournament four times, most recently in 2002. Very interesting as always, Gina. Before you go here, I've been taking a poll of the staff here in Orlando. Let me ask you as a member of our team up in New York City, if I said sologamy to you, do you have any idea what sologamy is? <laughs> oh, gosh. Is this a test, bud? Yeah, do you know what it is? Nobody else knows about it no. here. That's perfect. I've got a great segment coming up, Gina. Oh, gosh, and I'm not going to hear it. No, you're not. Well, you can get us on the iHeartRadio app, which you can download free, and they love me to promote that, of course. All right. All right. Maybe Yaffe will tell you on the side if you hang on the line a little bit after we go here. But, Gina, thank you so All much. Right. Always great having you with us on the Bloomberg Business Report. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. You too. So the question is, sologamy, what is it? Better question, why is it? Stick around on this. We need to talk, and we will. Stay tuned. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I want to talk to you about sologamy. And I'll be honest, until a couple of days ago when Yaffe clued me in, I had no idea what sologamy was. And it just sounds like something really awful, doesn't it? I don't know if it's awful, but it's really bizarre. But just the sound of the word. Some words just sound like they can't be good. Sologamy. I mean, how unappetizing is the sound of that? Do you know what sologamy is? We're going to talk about what it is, but why it is might be the better question. Paul from Davenport, I understand you've been trying to figure out what it is. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. How are you, bud? I'm yeah, doing fine. I heard about this yesterday morning, and I was, like, shocked. And uh, I called because it's evident that the Catholic Church is involved in it. I called a local uh, uh, Catholic Church, and I asked them to explain it to me. And the lady said that she would have the priest call me back. Well, he never called me back. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's insane, because and, and, I heard about the ceremony yesterday. Yeah, and, uh, sologamy, and, and the first four letters explain it, S-O-L-O yeah. as in solo, as opposed to polygamy where you have multiple wives, Sologamy. Marrying oneself. It yes. means you marry yourself, Paul. How bizarre does that sound to you? Well, I wanted to know where the biblical doctrine was for this <laughs> and how they can explain to, to perform this in a church. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. So I don't know. How would you divorce yourself? 
Oh, now there's a great question. Now, don't complicate my life. I'm having enough trouble navigating a topic about which I knew zero two days ago, all right? Hang on, yeah, Paul. Well, good luck. All right, we're into it. Sologamy, 407-916-5400. I want you to tell me, this is the increasing trend among bitter feminists with a millennial-like flair for narcissism who are marrying themselves. My question, what do you think of sologamy? Are these women sad, pathetic figures, or are they narcissistic egomaniacs? Or are they something else? People marrying themselves is a sad but growing trend. Sologamy, women committing themselves to themselves with their own wedding ceremony. These women are called self-styled sologamists. There's a word that sounds even worse than sologamy. They throw on a white gown, invite their close friends and family, and marry themselves in a legally non-binding way. The message they're sending, I've been reading, is it means that we are enough, even if we are not partnered with someone else. The trend growing in the U.S., it's even growing around the world. There are websites for sologamy and sologamists. IMarriedMe.com offers a kit to assist you in planning your own wedding ceremony. Self-wedding rings and daily self-affirmation cards, part of the package. A self-wedding is a symbolic ceremony, they say, about reconnecting and staying connected with you. Wear the ring to remind you every day to love yourself, the site says. There's an upscale site on sologamy. I married me, self-wedding in a box. They sell kits for 230 bucks to bitter narcissistic feminists who have more money than sense. The self-married feminists celebrate their wedding anniversaries. One took a trip to Mexico by herself to celebrate her one-year anniversary to herself. She said she's married to herself, but she's dating and she's open to marrying another person. The growing trend of sologamy. Is this wait, 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 wait. If what? You, if, what? If you marry yourself what? and then you're, you you want to marry someone else, do you like have to divorce yourself? Well, if Paul asked that question about divorce, I think you'd have to do that. <laughs> Although the whole thing so. is legally non-binding. And as Paul was saying, where's the biblical doctrine? There is none on this, <laughs> Yaffe. When, 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 you, when you contemplate people who actually do this, marry themselves and invite their friends to a ceremony where they they pledge themselves to themselves— in unholy matrimony. Is it sad and pathetic? Is it narcissistic and egotistical? What is it? 407-916-5400. What do you think of sologamy and these bitter, millennial-aged feminists who are engaging in sologamy? They are marrying themselves. Anybody? At least you're going to say that you went through this day knowing something you didn't know coming into it. So, even though this is bizarre, and I grant you that as a topic, um, I thought I'd throw it out there and see what you think. As we roll on, and good morning, Orlando, for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. The growing trend of sologamy. Sologamists are women marrying themselves. Are they sad, pathetic figures, or are they narcissistic egomaniacs or something else? And uh, what is driving this trend? Yaffe, you're the one who clued me in on this. You've talked about it in your evening show, Beyond Reason. What's your take on all of this? Um, Well, I think there is some narcissism to it. I think there's also a jealousy, a jealousy of the attention that people get, uh, married 
women get. They want the ceremony. They want it to be about them. It's more about narcissism. But it's like, you know, I want attention, but I don't want to have to actually make a commitment and start a family. Do you think that these are feminists are mostly pretty radical in their thinking that it is about sticking it to the establishment? Oh, yeah. They, they're sticking it to traditional values. They're sticking it. There's a they shock don't value like, to it, and they love that. Yeah. I, I completely think that's a big part of it. It's coming on the text line, 23680. Uh, lots of different things coming on the text line. One person said absolutely reprehensible, reprehensible, immoral, sad, and pathetic, narcissistic, and egotistical. Covered them all. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Um, one person says it's just a cry for attention. Which we're kind of giving to them, which it, which you know makes a point. But yeah, all right. <laughs> so okay. there you go. Now we had a caller Paul on this earlier, and Tony wants to set him straight as he weighs in on sologamy. Good morning from Orlando, Tony. Bud, good morning. Hey, morning. yeah, I, I really uh, am offended by uh, Paul's uh, comments there. You can't just call up to a, a, a show as, uh, like yours and randomly throw out these things that you heard from somebody who heard from somebody about the Catholic Church being involved in it. Yeah, and, and I I'm should have asked him how he knew. I guess I was more interested in well, the other issues related I'm to sologamy. Here, Point well taken. With, uh, with Paul's a, a good uh, man. Uh, Paul's a good man. Go ahead on sologamy. Well, uh, you're, you're right on all your uh, thoughts about it. It's, it's, it's insanity uh, at, its, at its greatest. And don't be throwing the Catholic Church under the bus on this, man. The, the Church stands very clearly about its support between marriage between a man and a woman in the Church. And uh, unless you can show me some other kind of a, uh, uh, a documented thing that came out of the Vatican or whatever, uh, you know, no. that it says it supports us, don't just be calling up and throwing us under the Church, man. Yeah, point well taken. Thank you. And, uh, and I, I think Paul, frankly, would agree, unless he has documentation, which uh, he did not present. Ben, you're from Claremont. On with a Bud Man on Sologamy. What about it, Ben? Well, Bud, uh, everybody's right in what they're saying, but it is in the Bible New Testament scripture, there's a uh, verse in there that says, when your politicians act like children and the people become lovers of themselves. And that's what this sounds like to me. So, so this is pure narcissism is what you're seeing, the sologamists marrying themselves. Well, it's even beyond that. It's, it's more the powers and the principalities. That gotcha, Ben. Thank you very much. Frank in Deltona says, can't believe this. Sologamy, Frank. What about it? <laughs> I come back from Las Vegas, and I see I come back from a weird place, and then I hear from this stuff. Uh, <laughs> it says here, opponents of same-sex marriage warned us of gay people ever allowed to marry open up the floodgates. Okay? But I don't know that these women are gay. They're, they're, they're feminists of the millennial generation, of the Yaffe generation, if you will. Nobody's suggesting that they're gay. We have no, no comment on anything I'm reading that this is just all gay women or heterosexual no, no. women. I mean, but they're marrying themselves. This is bizarre. No, they said, they said that if, if they started opening up same-sex marriage, it would open it up to all sorts of weird stuff. And now we see it. Okay, uh, Listen, Las Direct Vegas is permanently weird. I promise oh, you, this is oh. as weird as we get this morning, Frank. I promise. I promise. Sologamy. Yaffe. This is the age of enlightenment here. A lot of people know something they didn't know going into the uh, three hours we spend this morning. Sologamy. This is on you, Yaffe. You're the one who opened this can of worms, you know. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and, he's, <laughs> and he's proud of it. In for Deborah Roberts with the news at the top of the hour here for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Um, the ubiquitous Alan Spector. An out-and-out sologamist. 
No, no, hardly, hardly. I just walked in. I have no idea what you're talking about. Thank you very much. <laughs> See that? You need you need to pay more close attention to the newsroom. I, like, what station the, is your show on? Okay, that'll. This is this is nice. Deb, can you get Deb on the line? When is she coming back? Monday. Okay, we'll make it. <laughs> Alan with the news here. What in a time moment. does it come on? <laughs> Stop this! This is nasty. We're all in Friday mode here. <laughs> Stay tuned. The president calls it a witch hunt. 2017, oh yes, without question, a hot year in Orlando and a dry one too. Good morning, Orlando, at 7 o'clock. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you at the top of the 7 o'clock hour on a beautiful Friday. We're glad you've joined us for our latest check on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning, he says it's a witch hunt. Details coming up in one minute. And a massive nationwide effort with roots in Central Florida to tilt our criminal justice system to the left. I've got the story next on Good Morning Orlando. 704 on News Radio 1025. I respect the move, but the entire thing has been a witch hunt, and uh, there is no collusion between certainly myself and my campaign. But I can always speak for myself and the Russians. Zero. President Trump at a news conference with the president of Colombia reacting to news that former FBI director Robert Mueller had been appointed special counsel to investigate the possibility of Russian ties to the Trump presidential campaign. Trump said the probe is dividing the country. This reaction to the president's reaction from Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio. The president's entitled to his opinion. We're a nation of laws, not of men. And that's not a criticism of the president. That is the reality that our institutions work. The, attorney, the acting attorney general has the authority to appoint a special counsel and has done so. Rubio and other senators were briefed on the investigation by Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A search for survivors has been called off following the plane crash of a flight bound for a Titusville airport. The U.S. Coast Guard last night ended its four-day search for a New York-bound plane that was expected to make a fuel stop Monday at Space Coast Regional Airport. Federal authorities this week discovered a debris field with identifying markers matching a flight that left Puerto Rico Monday morning carrying a New York City woman, her two sons, and a pilot from New Hampshire. The flight disappeared from Miami area radar Monday, and the debris was found Tuesday east of the Bahamas. The NTSB is investigating. Orlando is experiencing history-making heat. Thursday's update of the U.S. Drought Monitor indicates that 2017 is Orlando's fifth hottest year on record. Extreme drought conditions cover almost all of the city, along with much of south-central Florida. Floridians ages 55 and up appear to be a pretty public-spirited bunch. That's based on the numbers volunteering through the national organization called Senior Corps. You have an, an enormous number of Senior Corps volunteers. You have more than 10,500 Senior Corps volunteers across Florida. Senior Corps' Samantha Joe Warfield says volunteering in Florida includes everything from foster grandparenting to mentoring younger people to helping a lend a hand to fellow seniors. Former Fox News chief Roger Ailes was reportedly in a coma before his death Thursday morning at the age of 77. TMZ says Ailes fell and hit his head at his Palm Beach home last week, and his condition worsened. Yeah, he apparently came up with one of these, they call them subcranial hematomas, kind of like a, a, a bruise under the scalp, and when it affects your brain like this, it can be fatal, and it ultimately took him at age 77. 
In New Orleans today, the last of four statues of Confederate Civil War figures is coming down. It's General Robert E. Lee's last stand. His statue, which has stood in downtown New Orleans for 133 years, is being removed today. A crowd of New Orleanians surrounding the statue overnight. Adam Williams says he wanted one last look. This is the last time we're going to get a chance to do it. I think he's been much maligned. So is all Southerners have been much maligned. New Orleans Mayor Mitch Landrieu says they'll no longer allow the Confederacy to literally be put on a pedestal. The 60-foot column on which General Lee's statue stood will remain. Jack Callahan, Fox News. Alan, Mayor Buddy Dyer and I got into this um, within the last week is following suit off the New Orleans model here right. and has suddenly ordered the removal from Lake Eola Park of the Johnny Reb Civil War Soldiers Monument that has stood there for 100 years. Um, I hate what's happening to our history. But that's me, and that's the news. WFLA News Time is 7.08. Hackers could have a field day at Mar-a-Lago. So bring your laptop down to Palm Beach, bud. Wow. Find out what's going on. That story online now at 1025wfla.com. And the second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Politically, nothing going on in Mar-a-Lago right now. The president leaves today, am I right, Alan, um, for Saudi Arabia, the yep. first leg of a five-stop, nine-day foreign trip? Yes, and yep. and the first lady is with him. Absolutely. But, Melania will be addressing uh, some of our soldiers over there in that part of the world. We'll continue talking and following that, and Alan will be bringing you news updates top and bottom of the hour, and whenever it breaks, in for Deborah Roberts here this morning. Um, You remember when we got into the story about State Attorney Aramis Ayala refusing to prosecute death penalty cases, all right, and the outrage of that, and the governor has taken her off a bunch of those cases. She got elected State Attorney over Jeff Ashton in no small part by the fact that left-wing billionaire George Soros threw a ton of money into that race. If you think that is unique... Wait until you hear the story I have in a moment. Soros has been doing this all across the country in an effort that is working to tilt the criminal justice system to the left. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Let me quickly set the table on something I know you're going to want to react to at 407-916-5400 to the text line 23680 as we roll on for the Frontgate Realty Studio. And good morning, Orlando. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Um, you remember the Orange Osceola State Attorney's race. Aramis Ayala defeated incumbent Jeff Ashton. Remember that? There was no Republican in the race. It was two Democrats in the general election. And I told you that in no small part she owed that victory to the alliance she had with left-wing anti-death penalty billionaire George Soros, who threw an unimaginable amount of money into her campaign, reportedly well over $1 million for a state attorney's race. I think Ashton spent about $100,000. Now, he was a flawed candidate, but she would have had no chance without that money and the publicity it was able to give her, all right? She all the while, as we know, was concealing the fact that she was opposed to the death penalty. It didn't come up, and she didn't volunteer it. 
George Soros is anti-death penalty. Aramis Ayala is black. George Soros believes that the criminal justice system is unfair to minorities, principally blacks. He wants lighter sentences. He wants less jail time, if any, for drug offenders. And he wants an end to the death penalty. And he goes around the country. This is not just an Aramis Ayala thing now, we know, and more on that in a moment. And he identifies key races in which he can back somebody who is also of the leftward-leaning, to say the least, persuasion. And he floods their race with money, and he gets them elected. And this trend is going on around the country. It's still in its early stages, but he has had enormous success getting people like Aramis Ayala elected by overwhelming the race with his limitless funds that they can spend in their campaign. And I told you that I'll never get Aramis Ayala to ever admit it. She'd never come on this show. That, it's very, very clear the whole thing was a wink and a nod. Once you get in, Aramis, I'm going to get you in there, and you know what to do when this death penalty issue comes up. I believe that with all my heart. I can't prove it, but I believe it. Okay? And you know what she did. She suddenly says, I am not going to pursue the death penalty on Markeith Lloyd, the cop killer, or anyone else who potentially could face the death penalty. The governor has taken all of those cases away from her. That whole thing is tied up in court. But what Soros did to get Ayala in, he has been doing in races across the country. He's tried it at least 11 times, it is now reported, and nine of those candidates that he flooded with money have gotten elected. This is a plot to impact our supposedly independent criminal justice system and tilt it far to the left. That is the sinister plot, and it is working, and it is being engineered by a radical left-wing billionaire, George Soros. 407-916-5400 if you want to react. Text line 23680. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So, the Washington Times on this George Soros story is reporting the following. In 2015 and 2016, Soros, a leading Black Lives Matter funder, anti death penalty, left wing radical billionaire, sunk more than $7 million into at least 11 local prosecutorial races, of which the Ashton Ayala Osceola Orange State Attorney's race was won. This was going on in 10 states in an effort, and we can see the fruits of it, to implement criminal justice reform from the inside and tilt the system to the left. And look what Ayala's done. I'm not going to pursue any death penalty cases. She's a minority. She's also on record of having says, I'm influenced by my experience as a black American in this country. And she believes that the criminal justice system disproportionately penalizes black Americans. She's on record as saying that. What she concealed was that she was anti-death penalty until she actually had 
the reins of power. Soros has been looking around for people like that and just, you know, uh, flood the race with enough money that the opposition can compete and get them elected and get your ideology implemented that way. This has been going on, the Washington Times reports, not only here in Central Florida, as we know, but also in races in New Mexico, in Texas, in Arizona, Illinois, Colorado, Mississippi, Louisiana, on and on. And his track record is good. He's tried to influence 11 races. Nine of these people have gotten elected, some of them with absolutely no experience that would qualify them whatsoever. Money talks. There's too much of it in politics. I've, been, I've had a problem with that Supreme Court ruling that just allowed unlimited money to be thrown into races, and Soros is taking advantage of it. Now, um, it's going on in Philadelphia right now, and, and, and he has managed to get somebody to sail through a primary who had no chance at all, who is also an extreme lefty like Soros. So this is an ongoing thing. Yaffe, this is hijacking the criminal justice system and influencing it in this country in a totally legal but absolutely outrageous and sinister way. Soros has so many of these kind of connections in our country. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. It's like world domination stuff. I mean, not not really, but it's crazy how much stuff like this he funds, and you find out, you know, all this left wing stuff. Then you find out, hey, George Soros is funding it. Yeah. So look at that. Somebody look up how old is Soros? I'm looking here. He looks like he's older than Methuselah. I'm going to say he's <laughs> got to be at least eighty five yeah, or eighty six. He's pretty old. Maybe we're not going to have to worry about him anymore. But there'll be somebody else coming up who will say, "Hey, I'll take that playbook and run with it from the left." You know? Yeah, we got some texts coming in on Go this, ahead. bud. One person says. Although I do not agree with what George Soros is doing, the fact of the matter is that statistics show that blacks do get longer sentences even when they commit the same crimes as their white counterparts. Um, so, Well, any time that that is shown to be true, obviously nobody would support that. That is patently wrong. Okay? But, but there are those, and I, I believe Soros is among them, and I think Obama was among them, who ignore the fact that you have blacks who are doing the crime in a disproportionate number to their population, and so they need to be punished in an equivalent way. I can't defend what that particular uh, that particular scenario that the texter references, you know. But the fact of the matter is, you got a big problem in this country with black crime, you know. And 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 the left wants wants to go soft on that and to look the other way, and that's outrageous. And we can't have that. And we can't have. People being put in office just because you get somebody with a left-wing ideology flooding these races with money and changing the dynamics of the criminal justice system. I, I don't. I think it's outrageous. I think it's dangerous. Yeah, one more texter agrees with you and says there needs to be more investigation into this. Well, there may well be, but I don't see anything illegal about it. We got a problem. You know, we've opened the floodgates to just unlimited money coming in here. How old is George Soros, uh, Bryce? He is 86, and Boy, he's Hungarian. Did I nail it? Good. Let him go back to Budapest or something. Uh, you know, give me a break. 86? He doesn't look good. That is where he's from, too, Budapest. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't look good. I think it's time for him to go. It's wow. Time for, 
Time for me to go. Time for Alan Spector to come in and... Bud Hedinger calls it at 729. <laughs> George just Soros. I got a long wish list of things I want to see happen, Alan. All right. You know, that's all. And uh, you're ready to go with the news here at the bottom of the hour from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit LaunaHasTheBuyers.com. It is coming up here. And then I'm going to talk with our national correspondent, Joe Gomez, about the Trump trip and all things Trump-related because there is definitely no shortage of news on that front. All right, time to um, listen along with the Budman here to the very latest news update. And for Deborah Roberts with that, our good friend Alan Spector. Alan? Bud, U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham says the Russia investigation seems to be transitioning from a counterintelligence probe to a criminal investigation. The South Carolina Republican made the statement after senators got a closed-door briefing from Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. Among those at the briefing was Florida Republican Marco Rubio. We're a nation of laws. And uh, we're going to follow those laws. There is now a special counsel, as the law allows. And everyone should fully cooperate with the special counsel so that they can conduct their work and, uh, and, and put forth an investigation that is thorough and fair and arrives at the truth wherever the truth might lead. President Trump has called the Russia probe a witch hunt. More than a week since the job was vacated, the president says he's closer to naming a new FBI director. At a news conference with the Colombian president, Trump said that he's taking the task of picking the new head of the bureau very seriously. We need a great director of the FBI. I cherish the FBI. It's special. All over the world, no matter where you go, the FBI is special. The president confirmed reports that his top pick currently is former Connecticut Senator Joe Lieberman. Yeah, I've got huge problems with the Lieberman possibility, and we'll get into that later on, Alan. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A cloud that's been hanging over the founder of WikiLeaks has just dissipated. Details from Fox's Simon Owen in London, where Julian Assange has been in refuge for years. Julian Assange has been claiming asylum inside the Ecuadorian embassy here in London since June 2012 to avoid being extradited to Sweden over a rape allegation, which he denied. He said he feared he'd be sent on to the U.S. over his website's work leaking secret American files. But today, Swedish prosecutors have dropped their investigation. So will Assange now leave the embassy? It's currently not clear, but British police saying he's still wanted for skipping bail back in 2012. In London, Simon Owen, Fox News. The Pulse nightclub massacre lent special meeting to the Orlando Fire Department's annual Medal Day. Firefighters were recognized during last night's annual awards ceremony for what Deputy Chief Ian Davis called their unwavering strength. This is the time of year when Florida bears are looking for food and your garbage may be on the menu. Trash cans attract bears that wind up roaming through neighborhoods. The state used to spend a lot of time relocating nuisance bears, but David Telesco at the Wildlife Conservation Commission says that changed recently. Four people were hurt in a 13-month period. We basically changed our stance on bears in neighborhoods. We feel like if a bear is used to being in a neighborhood, that that's a hazard. And so we actually put down 112 bears in uh, 2015. Telesco says the best way to prevent those killings is to make sure there's nothing in your neighborhood for the bears to eat. Use bear-resistant garbage cans, feed pets indoors, pick fruit off trees, and rake up any fruit that might be on the ground. And vote for a bear hunt. But as I say, don't get me started. Too late. Mm -mm. Elsewhere, bud. Yeah. A Texas man is suing his date because she would not stop texting during a movie. (laughs) Brandon Vesmar met the unnamed woman online, and they went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 earlier this month. His complaint, filed in Travis County Small Claims Court, 
says she kept texting throughout the film. He eventually asked her to go outside to text. So she left, and guess what? Didn't come back. <laughs> Vesmar. <laughs> Why is he suing her? Why does he just get another date? Well, he's seeking $17.31, oh. the price of his ticket. While damages sought are modest, the complaint reads, the principle is important as defendant's behavior is a threat to civilized society. The woman says Vesmar did ask for the money, but she refused because he was taking her out on a date. I have a hunch that the principals here are going to get a call from Judge Judy. Does this have Judge Judy written all over it? I think so. Wow. This is kind of scary. What else? His finger caught in a train door. Oh, my goodness. A Chinese man ran for his life as the train was pulling out of the station. It's a losing proposition. A video recorded Monday at a commuter train station shows a man hurriedly getting off a train when he realized it was the wrong one. As the door closes, the unfortunate train rider becomes trapped, his finger caught in the door and the train pulling away. Other commuters watched this unfold and began banging on the train, hoping Mm. it would stop. The man was fortunately able to free his finger before the train left the platform and does not have any serious injuries. Oh, my goodness. I thought you were going to tell me he ran all the way from Peking to Shanghai. But he's going to be all right, huh? He's going to be okay. We like that. That's what I'm hearing, bud. Good. And a famous Southern California burger chain is no longer America's favorite, bud. Hmm. A recent poll says In-N-Out has been bumped to the number two spot on the list of America's favorite burger chains. You know what's in the lead now? Well, wait a minute. Has anybody ever heard? Do we have In-N-Out burgers here? That's just a California thing. Just a no, California I thing? have tried it once. They have it in Texas, and I tried it there. You said it's the number one burger chain is what Alan's telling us. Voted number one. Are they really great? It was number one. No, yeah. Five Guys is number one now, right? That is correct. You Michael Yaffe is a winner. <laughs> Five Guys Burgers and Fries is They're now good. taking the lead. Yeah. The uh, 2017 study was based on input from more than 100,000 consumers. Five Guys is often referred to as the in and out of the East Coast and is best known for its fresh-cut fries. Other burger joints on the top ten list include Wendy's, Whataburger, Steak and Shake, and McDonald's. We had a Whataburger near UCF once, but it closed. Did not last. I have tried both In-N-Out and yeah. Five Guys. I like Five Guys better. Bryce, what about it? Best burger? Have you guys tried Burger Five? Yeah, that yeah. is good. I think that would be on the list next year, yeah. definitely. Burger yeah, it's Fi. not as widespread. You I see, we're no. only talking chains here, um, and, 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 and there are places where there's just one of them, but the burgers are phenomenal. I mean, the Breakers out on the beach in New Smyrna wins awards every single year for its burgers, which are really, really Phenomenal, and I have no vested interest at all here, no commercial interest in saying that. But you know, these other these individual places never get on the uh, on the survey. Hey, we've got to go, Alan. We've got to get to uh, our news radio one hundred two five national correspondent on all things Trump related, and I know you do not want to preempt that. You mean I'm done? It's over. Me and George Soros. It's <laughs> over. Much. That's it. It's over. That's it. It's Darn. time for you to go wow. and George as well. <laughs> In a moment, we're going to talk about... Come on, George. Uh, <laughs> we're leaving. Are we done? All right. Uh, Joe Gomez will be on the line here in just a second, and we're going to get to him in just a moment. We'll talk things over. Our national correspondent, as the president departs on his first Trump foreign trip. We'll have that in Orlando's News, Weather and Traffic in only two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Later today, President Trump will be wheels up from Washington for his first foreign trip. 
And while the president reportedly is not a big fan of travel, you have to believe he'll be real happy to get out of town given all that is going on. Having said that, let's bring in our fine national correspondent, News Radio 1025 National Correspondent, Joe Gomez. Joe, lots of Trump related material as always. Good morning to you. But how about we start with details on the uh, president's big trip? Well, good morning, Bud. Yes, the president will be uh, leaving to Saudi Arabia this afternoon. Uh, he'll be arriving uh, about uh, some point tomorrow early in the morning, and uh, that begins uh, an eight-day trek overseas. Uh, the president will be meeting with the king of Saudi Arabia tomorrow, uh, and then also he'll have dinner uh, with the uh, Saudi royal family along with his wife, First Lady Melania Trump. Then on Sunday, uh, the president will be meeting with more than 50 Muslim uh, leaders from countries uh, in the Middle East, and uh, he'll be delivering a speech on the need to confront uh, radical Islam and uh, the need to uh, kind of join together to find some sort of uh, peace in the Middle East. Boy, that'll so, be compelling, given the, uh, the things that the president, of course, has stood for and talked about in, in terms of dealing with these Muslim countries, the travel ban now tied up in the courts, etc. That will be some speech, won't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially in Saudi Arabia, where the president has made it clear in the past that he feels as though uh, you know, Saudi Arabia has been kind of ripping out the United States uh, as far as some of these oil deals are concerned. Right. And so, you know, it's going to be, a, 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 I think, a, a really kind of a vastly watched speech. It'll be a, a defining moment for him, a, a good distraction certainly as well from these controversies that have been plaguing him for the past uh, week and a half. Right. Oh, and then he's uh, got Israel on the itinerary, and then it continues from there. Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. he'll be in uh, Israel on Monday, and uh, he'll be uh, visiting the uh, Israel Museum to celebrate uh, the unique history of Israel, and then also uh, be delivering uh, another speech there. And then Tuesday is when the president meets with the, uh, the president of Palestine and Bethlehem, and uh, that will also be of uh, some significance. Wednesday is when the president uh, leaves to Rome, and uh, Trump will meet with Pope Francis at the Vatican. Now, if you uh, recall, Bud, and I'm sure you do, during the primaries, uh, the Pope and the, and the president uh, had a, a kind of a war of words going on. Yeah, they did. They came to the wall. So yeah. mm-hmm. that'll be a, a very fascinating meeting, I'm sure. And then uh, he'll end it uh, with uh, the G7 summit in Sicily. Well, and he's got uh, Brussels and a NATO meeting on the uh, itinerary, too. Am I right in there oh, somewhere? Right. Yeah, there's... The uh, president will be in Brussels uh, Thursday, and um, mm-hmm. and then at, at, that, at that point he'll meet with the king of Brussels and uh, the prime minister, and he'll go to the EU headquarters mm-hmm. and meet with the European Union and uh, European Council presidents. That's going to be very significant because that will show the president kind of reaffirming uh, the U.S. commitment to its allies um, in uh, Europe, and then he'll right. speak again at the unveiling of a NATO memorial. Yeah, and uh, you and I have observed uh, presidents uh, over the years, and, and I think it's fair to say that far more often than not, a president looks the most presidential on a foreign trip, and this might be a great opportunity for the president to burnish his uh, battered presidential credentials in the minds of some 
and uh, and really reset his presidency. I think those who are supporting the president here, and I, I'm still on the Trump train, are hoping this will be so. What else can you tell us about the president as he leaves town? We've got a special counsel. We've got the president not happy about that. We've got the expected pick, perhaps, of Joe Lieberman as FBI director, which I have a problem with. we got about a minute together, Joe, to wrap it up. All things Trump. Take it away. Well, I think that uh, the replacement for uh, Comey is going to be a top of mind today because there's the possibility Trump might name uh, the next FBI director before he leaves uh, to Saudi Arabia. And as you pointed out by Joe Lieberman, uh, the former senator of uh, Connecticut and also former Democratic uh, vice presidential nominee, is uh, apparently at the top of the list. That's what Trump uh, told uh, a group at the White House um, yesterday. And uh, talking about uh, the special counsel, uh, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, uh, said that he's given the special counsel, uh, Rob uh, Mueller, a, a lot of breath, a lot of room to investigate. So we can expect probably a, a, an investigation that's going to take a, a very long time, I would imagine. Yeah, I wouldn't be at all surprised. I always love talking over the hottest topics out there, and there's so much Trump-related news. It was great to have you on this morning, Joe, to uh, work us all through it. Joe Gomez, our fine national Correspondent, News Radio 1025 on the Trump beat. Joe, thank you and have a great weekend. Thanks for having me, bud. You bet. Always a pleasure. As we roll on for the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. I'll tell you my problem with the Lieberman likely picked by the president here. This needs to get headed off at the pass, and I will tell you why in the next hour. Good morning, Orlando. We are glad you're with us here on a Friday morning at the top of the 8 o'clock hour for the very latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning from a counterintelligence investigation to a criminal investigation. We'll have details in one minute. Joe Lieberman for FBI director. Is there anybody out there who thinks that's the right pick? If so, I dare you to call me. We're talking about it next on Good Morning Orlando. 803 on News Radio 1025. In Washington, Florida GOP Senator Marco Rubio was asked if the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election had crossed a threshold. That is, going from a counterintelligence investigation in which charges were unlikely to a criminal matter. I can't comment on the Justice Department's efforts. It's now in the hands of a special counsel, who I have full faith and confidence in. The counterintelligence matter moves forward, and it is my hope that they will not be in conflict with one another, and I do not believe that they need to be. Rubio had just emerged from an intelligence briefing behind closed doors with Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, who appointed former FBI Director Robert Mueller as special counsel. The probe includes allegations of collusion between Russia and members of the Trump presidential campaign. At a news conference with the President of Colombia, President Trump said the Russia probe is taking the focus away from what's important. I hate to see anything that divides. Uh, I'm fine with whatever people want to do, but... We have to get back to running this country really, really well. Trump calls the investigation a witch hunt. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Orlando is experiencing history-making heat. Thursday's update of the U.S. Drought Monitor indicates that 2017 is Orlando's fifth hottest year on record. Extreme drought conditions cover almost all of the city along with much of south-central Florida. This is a busy time of year for Florida bears. It's the start of mating season, so they're looking for love. 
And David Telesco at the Wildlife Conservation Commission says mama bears with new cubs are also on the move looking for food. When they're looking for food, they're looking for plants, so nuts and berries and things like that, but they will not turn down easily accessible food that has a lot of calories, and that's where our garbage comes in. We want to make sure that we don't have food available in the neighborhood that would encourage them to come and visit us. If bears are a problem in your neck of the woods, you might want to invest in a bear-proof garbage can. They cost more, but Telesco says it is the best way to prevent an unexpected encounter with a hungry bear. The man accused of driving through a crowd of pedestrians in Times Square is now charged with murder. Police say Richard Rojas told them he was hearing voices and initially tested negative for alcohol, but more drug test results are pending. After the wreck, he ran from his Honda yelling before bystanders, including Ken Bradix, helped stop him. I saw people attempting to grab him, but he, he kept pulling away. He got away from three of them, and then I tackled him. 23 people were hit, including an 18-year-old tourist from Michigan who was killed. While Rojas' motivation is not clear, Mayor Bill de Blasio says there is no indication it was an act of terror. In New York City, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. The death of rocker Chris Cornell is being ruled a suicide. Officials in Michigan say the 52-year-old singer apparently died of a suicide by hanging. Although a full autopsy has not been completed, police tell the Detroit Free Press that Cornell was found unresponsive in his hotel room late Wednesday night. Just hours earlier, he and his band Soundgarden had played to a sold-out crowd at the Fox Theater. Well, Alan, that is such a mystery, isn't it, to everybody, it seems, although maybe the wife is providing a clue that all was not as well in his world as many had believed. Yeah, uh, his Chris Cornell's wife apparently called a friend of theirs to check on Chris Cornell Wednesday night at that uh, hotel room in Detroit, uh, and the friend is the one who found Cornell unresponsive on the bathroom floor so that would indicate the wife had had some indication yeah. that there was something not right well she would know more about him than anyone else of Certainly. course yeah it's a terrible loss at such an early age w sorry that's all right wfla news time is 807 the original cast is coming back for a new season of arrested development that story is online now at 1025wfla.com the third hour of good morning orlando starts now News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. I'm still on a Trump train, but I'm watching the media and everybody is fawning over the prospect of President Trump nominating Joe Lieberman to be the new FBI director. This is an absolute disaster in the making. I'll tell you why it's happening. And I'll tell you why the president needs to change direction on this. And I want to know if you agree with me when I explain and make the case, as I'm about to do. Great to have you with us. Yaffe at the controls, Bryce screening, Alan with the news in for Deb this morning, top and bottom of the hour and whenever it breaks, we're in good shape. We'll have all of this in Orlando's news, weather and traffic updated as well in just two minutes. So sit tight here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm still on the Trump train. As a matter of fact, in Central Florida, I'm the engineer on the Trump train. And I'm not ready to shut it down and jump off. That's not where I'm coming from. But I always tell you what I believe to be true. And I think that the president putting Joe Lieberman at the top of his list for FBI director to succeed the fired James Comey 
is a very, very bad and potentially dangerous call. If he nominates Lieberman and he gets confirmed in the Senate, and I'll tell you why, and then I'll tell you why I believe the president would be favoring Joe Lieberman. I've been wondering about that, and I believe I have the answer. Now, Lieberman served forever in the United States Senate from Connecticut for six years in the 80s, 30 years ago. He was the attorney general of the state of Connecticut, okay? He's a lawyer, no question about that. He's a Yaley, I believe, and but th- it doesn't matter. He has no FBI experience, no federal law enforcement experience at all. This is the preeminent counterterrorism and criminal investigative organization domestically and around the world. The Federal Bureau of Investigation must have someone at the helm who has had experience within the FBI and or has had federal criminal justice experience of some kind. He has none at all. There are those who believe he will sail through the Senate. I hope not. Joe Lieberman is not qualified to be the director of the FBI. It is simple as that. You're hearing in the media, they're interviewing people in Congress, Democrats, Republicans. Well, Joe Lieberman is a great pick. He's a man of great impeccable integrity, and he's a great patriot. Well, Yaffe, you're a man of great impeccable integrity, and you are a patriot. But with all due respect, you are not qualified by virtue of that to run the FBI. And I think that I would fill the bill under those two categories we've discussed, integrity and patriotism. I am not qualified to run the FBI. And by God, Mr. President, neither is Joe Lieberman. I don't think either of us have. That's why we haven't been interviewed, I guess. I think we should be interviewed. We're just as qualified as Joe Lieberman to do it, right? All right. I want those of you on the Trump train with me to be incensed and rail on the Bud Man and explain to me why you think Joe Lieberman is the right guy to be FBI director. I dare you to call me and make the case. 407-916-5400. You know you can't. Text line 23680. I've been wondering, Mr. President, you're a smart man. This is a critical pick for an absolutely critically important job. Why would you go in the direction of Joe Lieberman? And I found the answer, and I'm disappointed in it, even though I understand, given how embattled this president is right now, he is looking around for an ally, somebody he can get along with who won't sell him out or try to destroy him. I think I understand that. Joe Lieberman, now at age 75, is still working as a lawyer. He works for a law firm that represents President Trump. There's nothing wrong with that. That can't be the reason you get the nomination for FBI director. You are not qualified, Mr. Lieberman, for that job. You should acknowledge that and decline the position if offered. 407-916-5400. Text line 23680. You know me. Unlike many talk show hosts on the radio, I welcome opposing viewpoints. 
I am waiting for your calls and texts to tell me why Joe Lieberman should be the next FBI director. 407-916-5400. Back to president when I can. I can't back him on the prospect of him picking Lieberman for FBI director. Yaffe, where are you on this? And how about the texters with the incoming you're monitoring for is a 23680? Uh, well, I was thrown off kind of like you were. I couldn't really understand it. It was kind of out of left field until you pointed out that he works with a law firm that represents Trump. The Democrats are going to use that. They're, it just it just doesn't it doesn't look good. I think there are better picks out there, and most of the texters agree with you. But a lot of people are saying uh, not Lieberman. One person says Trump is jumping on the politically correct bandwagon out of fear and intimidation. Another pe- person said Trump can't trust anyone else not to railroad him, so that's why he's picking Lieberman. Um, but uh, most people are saying that he's not qualified. One person says he's too nice. Yeah, but he doesn't have any experience, and he is nice. He's honest, and he's got integrity, and, you know, they like him in both parties, although some of the Democrats aren't happy because he went against Obama on a bunch of stuff, you know, when he became independent, caucusing with the Democrats. Let's um, bring in some callers on all of this. John from Castleberry, uh, my take on the prospect of Lieberman as the Trump nominee for FBI director. Am I on the rails or have I run off the tracks again, John? No, you're, you're on there. And I hate to tell you, I, I don't like most of the stuff you say. I disagree with you 99% of the time. Wow. But I agree with you 100% on this. He's absolutely not the man for the job. Absolutely. And what scares me is that I've agreed with you twice this week. That scares me really bad. You know what? I'm slowly sucking you in and bringing you over from the dark side, John. Welcome aboard. You're on the right side of the 50,000-watt front porch, or at least you're headed in that direction. Have a good day, my friend. (laughs) Thank you. I I am so honored when I have somebody listen to me, despite the fact they disagree with me 99% of the time. you got to love that. He was in a little bit of a denial at the end, but you're right. He's coming to the right side. Here we go. Susan's in Castleberry with a comment on this. Good morning, Susan. Hey, good morning, bud man. I'm going to wish you a happy weekend. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. I just want to say that I don't think the inexperience argument really holds water, especially among anybody who voted for Trump, because apparently they looked upon the presidency as an entry-level position, in my mind. Oh, brutal. Now, you think you've really got me with that one, don't you? Well, I know you don't think that. You think because he had experience in business and running a corporation. People didn't want political experience. They hated what we had when we had people with political experience. They wanted an outsider, a can-do, get-things-done guy. That's what they voted for. That's why he is the president of the United States. And look at the mess we're in. Well, I don't know that we're in such a big mess. I mean, you're you're, you're buying the mainstream media line, the ATM machine, the anti-Trump media machine, for crying out loud, Susan, now listen. I for him from the beginning, from the minute he came down the escalator. I'm like, oh, hell no. You wanted him to go back up and get something done in the Trump Tower? How do you think he's going to do on the foreign trip? Presidents look very presidential generally um, when they're in you know, foreign I'm soil. I'm just hoping he does not embarrass us, and I hope if somebody throws a shoe at him like they wait, like they did at uh, President Bush that one time, yeah, Iraq, I hope that yeah. he has the reflexes that President yeah. Bush did. <laughs> it was like cat-like. He ducked uh-huh. it. Now, listen, Susan, here's the deal. This is why I don't think that your, your, your parallel with 
with um, uh, Trump and Lieberman and the experience issue, I don't think it holds here. The FBI is this mammoth law enforcement organization, huge bureaucracy and counterterrorism, et cetera. It absolutely needs somebody no, with that I kind agree. of experience. I agree that we should have experienced people in positions, which yeah. is why I personally did not vote for Trump, among other reasons. Okay, but the people who voted for him wanted a different kind of experience. Here is Ron. Susan, thank. Great call. Out to Claremont we go. Ron, what's the deal with the Lieberman pick, if it is Lieberman? Well, I think it's going to be Lieberman, bud. And, but I agree with you that it shouldn't be Lieberman. But the reason it's going to be Lieberman is because Trump is looking for a win. He's starting to come over to the dark side. So the Ooh. Democrats will always tell you who they don't want. So this is why Lieberman's not going to get no resistance. He'll sail right through anything. Now, the correct guy for the job withdrew his name, Trey Dowdy. Okay, he yeah. withdrew his name because he didn't want to put him or his family through that grueling insult they yeah. call, you know, talking about things. And Lieberman's middle of the road, has no experience, but really, nobody really in government cares. Thank you. I hate the idea that you're right on that. The problem with Lieberman, this is a dangerous pick if the president makes it, and I hope somebody gets to him and turns him away from the Lieberman pick, and it's the lack of experience. He's a patriot. He's a good guy. He's an honest man. He has to know federal law enforcement. He has to know the inner workings of the FBI. We need somebody who's been in the FBI. We need a Mike Rogers, who was the former House Intel Committee chairman, the retired congressman from Michigan. I hope that Trump rethinks the Lieberman pick. Alan, the president hasn't been talking much in recent days, but he was talking yesterday. Yeah, that did change. Appearing with the president of Colombia, President Trump held a rare but brief news conference Thursday. He talked about the appointment of former FBI Director Robert Mueller as special counsel to investigate the possibility of Russian ties to the Trump presidential campaign. I respect the move, but the entire thing has been a witch hunt, and uh, there is no collusion between certainly myself and my campaign. But I can always speak for myself and the Russians, zero. Trump said the probe is dividing the country. This reaction to the president's reaction from Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio. The president's entitled to his opinion. We're a, we're a nation of laws, not of men. And that's not a criticism of the president. That is the reality that our institutions work. The, attorney, the acting attorney general has the authority to appoint a special counsel and has done so. Rubio and other senators were briefed on the investigation by Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. Meanwhile, Rosenstein says he knew President Trump would fire former FBI Director James Comey before Rosenstein issued the memo recommending it. The White House had said it was Rosenstein's memo on May 9th that led to Trump's decision to fire Comey. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Orange County Sheriff Jerry Demings is considering a run for Orange County Mayor. Demings made the announcement Thursday that he is interested in succeeding incumbent Mayor Teresa Jacobs, who is term limited in 2018. Demings has led the Orange County Sheriff's Office since 2008. He is married to Orlando-area Democratic Congresswoman and former cop Val Demings. Wow. Boy, the Demings, you know, kind of a law enforcement uh, empire that they built. And now, now, now a political one may be taking shape. Well, they both have been chief of police of Orlando, right? Yeah, sure. And now he's the sheriff. Now she's in Congress. Now he may be mayor of Orange County. Amazing. I mean, it just goes on and on. How about that? It's been a special week to honor those 55 and up here in Florida and elsewhere 
who volunteer through an organization called the Senior Corps. Senior Corps is a program that, that lets Americans age 55 and older take their volunteering to the next level. And they tend to serve at the same location more regularly through one of our three programs that do everything from being a foster grandparent to provide support to kids dealing with difficult home lives to providing companionship to seniors who need extra assistance to live independently. Senior Corps' Samantha Joe Warfield says Floridians are engaged heavily. More than 10,000 Sunshine State seniors are involved in volunteering in one way or another. Sweden is dropping its investigation into rape allegations against WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. The BBC says Sweden's director of public prosecutors filed a request to the Stockholm District Court to revoke the arrest warrant against Assange. He's been living in exile in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. In sports, the Orlando Pro Summer Basketball League will begin July 1st. The Magic will be joined this year by the Hornets, Mavericks, Pistons, Pacers, Heat, Knicks, and Thunder. The games will run through July 6th on the Amway Center's practice court. Very cool. Those are fun to go see. Yeah. Elsewhere, George W. Bush is going viral. The former president photobombed a local sports cast at a Texas Rangers baseball game Wednesday night. <laughs> what did he do? Show up and put donkey ears behind somebody? Or Almost. Fox Sports' Emily Jones was doing a live broadcast in the stands when Bush, who was a loyal Texas Rangers fan and, of course, former part owner of the team, right. Strolled by, and he's right right behind her. He walks up behind her, and he goes, Hey, the video of the presidential photo bomb has lit up the Internet with Bush shouting, Hey, becoming uh, very popular on Twitter. It is kind of bizarre because he just looks like a regular fan, too, when he does it. I yes. mean, you see that it's him, but the, just the way he walks up and just kind of yells, Hey, it's just like he's, he's the regular. most unassuming guy. It's always been one of his greatest assets politically, you know, and now he's just, you know, one of the folks. Hey. <laughs> Why not? Hey, I don't hey. I don't think that's how he said it. I hey. don't. <laughs> I'm pretty oh. sure that's not how it went. That's, that was my impression of it. <laughs> that was lame. You can all look at it and have your own take. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in a related development, a minor league baseball team in Minnesota is taking a page out of the current political landscape in announcing the name of its latest mascot pig. The St. Saint Paul Saints presented their new ball pig named Alternative Fats. The ball pig is yes. named what? Alternative Fats. <laughs> Introduced during a Facebook live stream and a nod to Trump aide Kellyanne Conway's term Alternative Facts. Oh, I get it. The team said it received a record number of entries in this year's Name the Pig contest. Now, the land of the libs in Minnesota. Now, I get it. Taking a, you know, an oblique shot at Trump. Yeah, I would have voted for uh, Pig McPigface. I think that's what it should Bodie have McBoat been. Face, right? Yeah, yeah that Piggy Mc. Oh, Piggy McPigface. That's what it should. I'm have been. sorry, we, we're interrupting, Alan. It's, Go right ahead. We're we're riveted to your every word here. It's too late, Yaffe. the The contest is over, so give <laughs> up. Oh, it's fine, Chris. It's alternative Crispy bacon. Crispy bacon. Thank you, Bryce. Wow. The material that comes out of that control room. Oh, we got it's, bench strength here, man, Kevin Bacon. They are killing. <laughs> they are killing in there. A Ukrainian brewery is cranking out cases of Trump beer. Now you're talking. The new lager's been on sale less than a month, but the owner of the Pravda Bar and Brewery says it's quickly gained popularity. The Pravda Bar and Brewery? You got it, the PB&B. Named for the the, the, the Russian <laughs> propaganda rag, Pravda? Yeah, sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> the label of the new brew features a portrait of President Trump with... Russian President Putin, and a wall between the U.S. and Mexico. (laughs) I'm sorry, but that's funny. Wherever you are politically, that's 
funny. This is the latest in a series of politically themed types of beer produced by the small brewery. Former President Obama and German Chancellor Angela Merkel are also featured on Ukrainian beer cans. Man, oh man, I'll tell you what, you rallied in the bottom of the ninth here and went out on uh, on top, Alan. Great story. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right, there Let's we go. Let's see if you can make a comeback. Oh, well, I don't know. You I'm, got till nine. No, it's not likely right now. <laughs> My cause is pretty much lost. However, somebody's going to win a great prize, and my stock always goes up when we award a prize to one of our listeners on sound judgment. I'm going to clear the decks on all Trump calls for now and open up the 50,000-watt front porch for you if you want to play and win our sound judgment game. I'm going to play a clip of sound, and if you can tell me something about it, you can be our winner and a great prize on the line. How about some newcomers along with the vets? If you haven't won in 30 days, you're eligible. Sound judgment contestants now calling you to the 50,000-watt front porch 407-916-5400. Give it a shot. 407-916-5400. We'll have sound judgment and an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in only two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. We're ready to go. It's the Daily Sound Judgment Game. And what prize do we have up for grabs for our winner today, Bryce? Four-pack of tickets to enjoy an afternoon of blues and grooves. Saturday, May 20th in historic Mount Dora. Four great blues artists, specialty foods, beer, wine, and all the great ingredients to get your mojo working. Following the concert will be blues jams after parties all throughout Mount Dora. For tickets, go to bluesandgrooves.com. And there's your prize. Or go to the 50,000-watt front porch and correctly answer the question on sound judgment, and you're going on us to this great event this weekend in Mount Dora. You'll love it. Are you ready? 407-916-5400 is the number if somebody goes down with a wrong answer. We'll open up a line for you. 407-916-5400. For today's sound judgment game, we're going to play some sound from a frightening event that made a lot of news less than 24 hours ago. Listen to this eyewitness report and then tell me where this happened. We heard a big crash. We turned around. We saw people running from the scene. We went running back, and we saw people laying on the sidewalk on the other block with crowds of people around them trying to help them. Where did that happen? Let's start on our toll-free line where there is nobody on the 50,000-watt front porch. Where are we now? We're at line three. Where did that happen, line three? Line three. Hey, we got anybody here? We waking them all up? 407-916-5400. Line two, where did that sound cut? Where did that happen? Times Square, New York City. Bingo, we got a winner. (laughs) Page the weight. Yeah, and listen, we're really, really glad that you uh, hung in there because you won. I have no idea what happened to the other callers. We didn't cut them. They weren't there when we went to them. You're the beneficiary of that. There was that absolute nightmare yesterday where this guy drove his car down the sidewalk at high speed, and um, uh, it was just horrendous. Uh, and it, and it, of course, uh, made so much news that we thought it was appropriate for sound judgment, as painful as that is to hear. Uh, congratulations to you, my friend. You've won our Sound Judgment Prize. I hope you're excited about that. Oh, I'm ecstatic. I listen to you every morning, bud. You're the best. Jim Inacoli. Yeah, good stuff. First name again, please? Jim Inacoli. Yes, sir, Jim Inacoli. 
Great to have one of our regulars rewarded by winning here. We love the first-timers as well. Congratulations, Jim. You know the drill. If you're a regular, we want to put you on hold. You'll talk it over with Bryce, and we'll make the arrangements, and I'll pop you yes, a personal sir. note of congratulations. Okay, buddy? Love your show, bud. Thank you for that. I love that you're a part of it. means a lot to us. Don't go away. He's on hold, and he is our sound judgment winner. President Trump will ultimately find a way to resign. So says a man who knows him well. Is he right or wrong? My take and yours in a moment. We'll have that coming right up. This is probably worth a couple of segments, but I've had so much on the agenda this morning on the 50,000-watt front porch. I'm just going to kind of summarize it and leave you with something to think about over the weekend. President Trump always says, you know, never quit. I will never let you down. But a man who knows him well and, frankly, is no fan of Donald Trump suggests that he ultimately will quit and let all of us who have supported him down. It's pretty provocative stuff in the Washington Examiner. Uh, a piece about the art of the deal ghostwriter for Donald Trump, Tony Schwartz. He predicts that Trump will end up finding a way to resign because he cannot cope with the appearance of losing. And says Schwartz, he lacks empathy, the ability to really connect with other people, self-awareness, and above all, a conscience. There is no right or wrong with Trump. There is winning and losing, says his ghostwriter on his best-selling book from years ago, The Art of the Deal. Tony Schwartz says further that right now Trump is in pure terror that he's going to lose. By the way, he is going to lose. I believe that at some point over the next period of time, he is going to have to figure out a way to resign. He will find a way to do it, so he declares victory, resigns, and walks off the world stage. I hope and pray. That is not the way it goes. Yaffe, can you even imagine President Trump, who essentially would be caving to all of his critics and resigning the presidency? It would have to be a really big, you know, problem. Some, it would have to be in the middle of an impeachment proceeding or the yeah. threat thereof. Something like that. You know, he would have to be in real criminal liability. You know, kind of a Nixon thing. You know, and I hope and pray we don't go there. I don't think we will. I think the pres- I think he can still be a great president. We elected him for all the things he is, but also all the things he is not. You know, a career politician who can be bought. You know, we've had enough of that. You know, and I and I I just pray that that, that Schwartz is wrong. I do wonder though if he'll run for re-election. That that I could see him not running for re-election more than him resigning. Yeah. Just because he's older and wouldn't want to lose stuff like that. Kind of kind of the same thing, but I mean, I'm not sure of that either, but this writer didn't like Trump, right? In, the, no, in this election. No, he came not to like him. He did, you know, he did ghost ride the book for him, but he's no no Trump fan, okay? So you need to understand that that is absolutely true and thank you for reaffirming it. Just something to get you thinking over the weekend, okay? And kind of torture you until Monday. <laughs> Hey, that'll do it. Been great being with you for three hours this morning on a rockin' Friday edition of Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit LauraHasTheBuyers.com. Always delighted to be with you on WFLA, News Radio 1025 FM, still on AM 540 nationwide on iHeartRadio. Download that fabulous iHeartRadio app. It is absolutely free. For Alan in for Deb, for Yaffe in for Bryce, the Budman here. 
Thanks for a great Friday morning together on the 50,000-watt front porch. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America.